Hearing voices? I'm hearing voices. You're listening to Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. Today on Hearing Voices, a travelogue of sort, reflections on a trip taken, an adventure that covered 6,600 miles and involved four airplanes, one Amtrak train, a bicycle, seven Uber rides, a trolley, and a metro train. Oh, and I walked over 17 miles total. It was an adventure with 14 other people, three of which I grew up with, and one of which I should have because our fathers practiced law together for 40 years. There were several who I grew to know and quickly developed an affinity for, most of all self-sacrificing in order that the group would have a good time together. No matter where home was, we all met in Chicago, where we boarded Amtrak's California Zephyr en route to Emeryville, California. Our accommodations were upscale, the food was good, and it was a great way to see the backside of the United States. There were 33 stops, though mostly were brief, not even allowing for fresh air. What's it like to take a train across the country? It's wonderful. The pace is enjoyable, an opportunity to mix and get to know our group. The Amtrak staff was amazing. Our car attendant, Jonathan, the dining car steward, Coy, and the conductors were knowledgeable, friendly, and professional. I took a couple of walks back to the coach area to see what it was like. Diverse in every way imaginable. There were two 20-year-olds and a 9-year-old who needed a fourth for cards. Why not? I hadn't played Go Fish in decades. The 9-year-old won twice. You're listening to Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. We're brought to you in Holland by the Lighthouse Title Group. And we're available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and I'm on Twitter at the Scott J. Watson. You can reach out to me there if you have thoughts or comments. It took roughly 65 hours to get from Chicago to the suburbs of San Francisco. Once there, we took a car to our hotel and dined on seafood at the Fisherman's Wharf. The next day, we rented bicycles and pedaled the waterfront, eventually arriving and biking over the Golden Gate Bridge. It was energizing, and there was some anxiety, having not been on a bike since my big bike crash in July that left me hospitalized. We had a yummy brunch with a great view in Sausalito and backed bike across to San Francisco. The bay was wonderful. I have some pics on my Twitter feed if you'd like to check them out. Several of us then went to Chinatown where we snacked on dim sum, almond cookies, and toured a plant where they make fortune cookies, mostly by hand. Dinner that night was at Original Joe's in Little Italy, and it was a treat following a very active day. The next day, most of my group headed to Muir Woods and then on to wine country. I stayed behind to explore the different neighborhoods, rich neighborhoods, that San Francisco had to offer. Following a crust of bread at Fisherman's Wharf, I returned to Chinatown. I always enjoy the markets, colors, culture, and food. Delightful. A short ride, and I was at the epicenter of tie-dye, marijuana, and music. Hate Asbury, with its aging hippies, and where counterculture celebrants of all ages still wander around. Some with great purpose and confidence, and others looking adrift, most all with deeply held beliefs about society, religion, the government, and more that seems as hard to grasp as the smoke from the marijuana that fills the neighborhood air. 
It is a far cry from my Midwestern roots, but always fun to visit, or should I say, to take that trip. It's a short walk from the Haight to Golden Gate Park with its coyotes, bison, dog walkers, runners, and cyclists of all ages. A beautiful green space right there in the middle of a very urban and not-too-clean city. A short stroll through the Castro neighborhood with its rich history reminded me how our times have changed. It was one of the few safe places for gay couples in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and while it still is, it seems much more like an upscale neighborhood with a true neighborhood vibe. It was suggested that I skip the Mission District, With a large Latino population, I was told that it had been consumed by poverty, crime, homelessness, and rampant prostitution. I arrived as the sun was setting, and I walked around the center of the mission and several of the side streets. I felt mostly safe, saw no drug use or prostitution, and the homeless were no more prevalent than you would find in most large cities or small cities near warm climates. The thrift stores were epic, so cool to walk through them. I walked close to eight miles that day and thoroughly enjoyed my time alone and the experiences that these divergent neighborhoods offered. The Tadich Grill is, according to one of my best friends, the best restaurant west of the Mississippi. Our dinner as a group was superb. Seafood, branzino, or crab for most, a strip steak with prawns for me, just what I wanted after a lot of walking. A few of our group had headed back earlier in the day, but it served as both a culmination and a point of parting for a dozen or so that remained. COVID meant fewer get-togethers and less traveling. Aging can mean that you only see old friends at funerals, and then there's always someone missing. The San Francisco train adventure cured that for our little group. And now I am back home, having been filled with so much goodwill, laughter, friendship, and good food and memories. I'm thankful to Tim for putting it all together. If another adventure awaits, I'm hopeful that I'm included and will be able to go. Next week on Hearing Voices, lots of new content, including a special Olympian who went on to compete at a very high level. We'll have a Hope College basketball coach and much more. That's next week on Hearing Voices.